3: Real Estate Talk is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice. Please consult your trusted financial advisor, real estate professional, or attorney before making any real estate or financial decisions. Please remember when following advice, your results may vary. And all information covered here is not intended to cover all aspects of the subject material, but rather a sample of issues the hosts and guests consider important. And now, Real Estate Talk with your host, Victoria Dinera. Each week, Victoria gathers some of the best minds in the business to provide both professionals and non-professionals with the inside tips and tools to make smarter deals. Whether you're a buyer or seller, Real Estate Talk will give you the competitive advantage you need. And now, here's Victoria Dinera.
1: Thank you and welcome to Real Estate Talk. We live video stream from the WOR iHeart Studios on Facebook.com forward slash Victoria R-I-V-A every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And our show airs on AM 710 WOR every Sunday morning at 5 a.m. I'm Victoria Rividenera, and I'm here with Phil Ferranda, one of the best minds in real estate, they said.
4: Overrated. Did you hear that? Overrated.
1: <laughs> How are you today, Phil?
4: I'm very good. And uh, this is the first time in quite some time that you and I have been able to fly solo. Yes. Just us guys, because I've been sitting in for you, and you've been on shows without me, and this time we put the band back together, man.
1: We did, except we left the band behind, and it's just you and I. That's
4: okay. We can be guestless. It's all right. To, we are uh, guestless,
1: and we are attorneyless.
4: That's that's okay. That's yeah. That's okay.
1: I like it. I like it. So we started this radio show a few years ago. So, that we can bring credible information from the most reliable sources to the consumer and to also to industry professionals. I have to tell you, Phil, I am so excited to see how far we have come. And we started with a small little studio in the back roads of the Hudson Valley. We went to another studio from there, and here we are in New York's iHeart Studios on WOR. It's been about six months, and I have to say, we've had some great shows.
4: We've had excellent shows. It's been very educational content. It has been fun.
1: Definitely fun. Uh,
4: it has been a forward movement for the industry. I know we're going to get to this a little bit later, but there has there is content now that exists that makes our industry better because of some of the people that we've had on the show and because of some of the subject matter that we have uh, addressed. And it, And it's very little fluff. Uh, it's been substance. It has been probing. It has been far-reaching. It has been At times, uncomfortable. And I'm very jazzed about the next six months, I have to say.
1: Me too. Me too. And for anyone who is just new to our show, all of these shows can be found on retalkradio.com. And some of the shows that we've had in the past Identity Theft. Mm -hmm. I I loved that show. You know, that is the number one consumer complaint right now. 17.6 million US residents, which is about 7% of the population. Have been victims in 2014.
4: That's a pretty sobering thought, and it is. Uh, you know, when we talked about the statistics with Eric, uh, a show a couple uh, weeks ago, it was it was just mind blowing how vulnerable we are. And people will ask, you know, well, how does identity identity theft, uh, you know, affect real estate? What's what's the difference? It's two different things. Somebody steals my credit card; they go buy to. Go buy stuff at Amazon. How does that affect my ability to buy a house? Well, it does. It absolutely affects your ability to buy your house. It absolutely uh, affects credit. There are so many far-reaching ramifications of uh, identity, and there are so many different oars in the water with a real estate transaction that credit and identity are sacrosanct to a successful transaction. 100%
1: 100% in agreement of that is very, very important, you know. And we also had some other really good shows that I liked, and uh, one of them was really exciting because it was the creator of the Real Estate Alexa app. Oh, Miguel. Yes, Miguel Berger.
4: Yeah. So Miguel is an incredible guy, and uh, hats off to you, Miguel. Um, when I when he was first on my radar, it was a New York State Association of Realtors event, and uh, they were holding him up as a uh, broker in Albany. He's in the Albany area who has leveraged public media, uh, local radio and news to publicize his station? Uh, beg your pardon, publicize his firm. right. He's on the news. He's a big fish in a little pond to a degree because Albany's not a huge market, but what he has done where he is is something all of us should take a page out of that book. We, uh, you know, if we were to go to Albany and we were to live there for a week, there, we'd probably see him in a magazine. We'd probably see him in a publication. We may hear him on the radio. We might see him on the news. And positioning yourself as an authority on media like that is is excellent. His company has grown, and now he is, uh, you know, a very well-respected guy in the statewide association and the Alexa app for real estate.
1: Voice-activated technology for real estate. Wow. Wow is right. Right, and he actually did the demonstration of the Alexa app right here in the studio. Uh
4: huh. And um, I believe it's the keyword real estate, if I'm not mistaken. That right? That is correct. I mean, wow that that's I mean, for a visual medium like real estate to uh, to be visionary and to uh, you know put it on Alexa, which is I suppose counterintuitive because it is decidedly not visual, is still to my mind very forward thinking, and uh, I think as uh, we, as time goes by, uh, he will he will be very glad that he is the the pioneer uh, in that silo. <laughs> Love it. The guy's yeah. a very forward thinking guy.
1: Yes, and I, and I'm thrilled that we have guests like him on our show. Um, we've had so many other guests. We've had you know tax tips for homeowners. We've had. You know, a topic about understanding title insurance, which is the most misunderstood part of the contract. Most people don't even know what they're paying for when they're paying for title insurance. And basically, that just protects your largest asset against liens, encumbrances. And the interesting thing about title insurance is that it covers future claims against title defects that were created in the past. Absolutely. You know, so it's very interesting and it's definitely needed. We also had Paul Oster, and I have to really give him a plug because Paul Oster, the nation's credit repair man, has really supported our show from day one. When we were in that little teeny tiny little studio, <laughs> he would drive all the way up there just to support us, to get on our show. Uh, he has been really instrumental in bringing a lot of great information out there to protect the consumer.
4: Absolutely. Um, so Paul first got on my radar at a Women's Council event. Mm-hmm. So Women's Council of Realtors. For those of you out in Radio Land that think, "Wow, that's a weird name for an organization," is one. I of was the...
1: actually president of Women's Council of Realtors twice.
4: That that speaks well. So uh, it's an educational organization. It's not uh, solely for women. Um, Long story, we won't go into it, but it's one of the premier educational. It
1: was uh, actually created by a man. Or
4: organizations, I love that. <laughs> um, in the the realtor space, and uh, he came to speak to discuss credit to the the group, and it wasn't just that he was knowledgeable. The guy is funny. Hmm. I like funny. He is funny. Yeah, I aspire to funny. I don't always reach that, but this guy is funny. There's also
1: his partner, Eric, who's also funny, well, but we won't, we won't can make, share some of the things he shared on I can, show. I can
4: make Eric laugh. So
1: <laughs> Yeah.
4: So, yeah, Paul Oster is a gift to the industry because, like we said, credit is so crucial and integral to the real estate transaction. Uh, you know, Many a transaction have been lost because of the very things that Paul teaches us to avoid.
1: Mm-hmm, definitely. And the name of their company, by the way, is Better Qualified. We, yep. we really definitely want to give them a plug because they have really supported us. And their information is 100% incredible.
4: They're aptly named. And I've had clients use Better Qualified. And every time that they've been used by my clients, they've gotten progress. And I, I believe in both cases, they closed. So
1: Yes, definitely. Uh, they are true to their word. They they know what they're doing. And they're, they're professional speakers. He speaks for CNN quite a bit. Yeah. Are you aware of that?
4: I've seen him on TV. I didn't know it was CNN, but sure.
1: Mm -hmm. Nothing surprises me. Yeah, pretty awesome. So in my opinion, I think that the best show that we've had was Realtor Safety. Mm -hmm. And I say that because not only did we give out really good content, but we gave out tips that could potentially save a life.
4: We did. We absolutely did. So Tom Grimes was our guest who is a passionate, very informed, very engaging, and very knowledgeable authority. Yes, on he is a former
1: new NYPD detective.
4: Yes. And we had uh, Carl Carter call in.
1: Yes, and Carl Carter is the son of Beverly Carter, mm-hmm. who unfortunately was a, a realtor who was murdered senselessly by buyers or potential buyers or buyers pretending yeah. to be people right. pretending to be buyers. And the interesting thing with the story is that it was a couple. You know, and she felt uncomfortable at first, and then she called him, and he said, "No, my wife is coming," and that put her at ease. And she went, and it was a husband and wife, and they did. They it was they tried to kidnap her. They wanted to hold her for ransom, and then they decided that something went wrong, and they senselessly murdered her.
4: What Carl has done in the aftermath is about as good as anybody could expect. Um, or predict, really beyond that. He decided, in his own words, to take a, a, a profound negative and create a positive. He it's founded amazing. the Beverly Carter Foundation, which I'm honored to be on the board for. Yes. and uh, they I'm on are, the
1: executive uh, committee, by the way. There you go.
4: Beautiful. And, and they are now doing uh, what uh, more associations should do. They are, they are trying to educate uh, the realtor population on safety. And it is bananas. I was talking to a reporter about this yesterday. Uh, when you go to test drive a used car for 500 bucks, you have to give them a copy of your license. That's right. For their insurance and so forth. The number one thing that we need to stop doing in this industry, which thankfully the Beverly Carter Foundation is is at the forefront of teaching, is to not meet strangers alone in empty houses. That's right. So they, uh, I am with you on this. That is probably one of the most important things for not only the realtor population to understand the importance of safety, but also for the public to understand why we can't just drop everything and be a Pop-Tart and meet them over there.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: My seller doesn't want me to show their property to someone who hasn't been qualified. So it's it's all logical for me to just uh, you know meet someone at a house without making sure that they're qualified to buy that house – is completely uh, contrary to logical thought. It's It's absolutely outrageous. So uh, we have come to the conclusion that uh, smart business is safer business. Mm -hmm. And And through
1: the Beverly Carter Foundation, they are now pushing down guidelines for brokers to implement in their offices to avoid situations like this in the future.
4: Right, and that will educate both uh, the agent population and the public and I think that will forward the uh, the entire industry.
1: And I don't think people realize there have been over 200 homicides since 2008. Actually, it's between 2008 and 2015, mm-hmm. over 200 homicides. And that's only homicides. What about all of the violent acts that are committed against realtors? And it's not only realtors. It's, there have been situations that have been documented where the homeowner, there was a homeowner that was even killed. Sure. You know, so this is a subject that we really need to pay very, very close attention to. It's
4: absolutely an an essential. So uh, some of the statistics that don't show up, as you pointed out, are the harassment, the assaults, uh, the things that meeting someone alone in a vacant property can uh, lead to uh, without the proper precautions. And, yeah, a for sale by owner. And Mm -hmm. one of the scams that we have seen, uh, not even a for sale by owner. Someone has a for sale sign in their front yard Somebody can knock on their door and say, "Oh, hi! We just drove this long way. We couldn't reach your agent, which is a lie. Mm-hmm. We couldn't reach your agent. Please let us walk through the house." And the people want to sell the house, and of course, the they, they don't have a you know a pop up window over their head saying, "Hey, this is a bad person," and they let them in.
1: That's right.
4: All right, and that uh, shouldn't happen. We do educate our clients that if if someone shows up at your door without an appointment, tell them to call the the number on the sign.
1: Right. So, Beverly Carter Foundation.org is the foundation. And um, I'd like to just say that again Beverly Carter Foundation.org. I think everyone should visit that. Uh, whether you are a consumer or you're in the real estate industry, you should understand what this foundation is about.
4: Absolutely. And we should link to it on the uh, retalk.com website.
1: Yes. Uh, I believe we did that already. Did Good. we not? Good. I'm all for it. All right. So, let's not forget about Zillow. We had Jay Thompson right here Uh in our studio discussing the controversy about Zillow.
4: The man himself.
1: The man himself. Now, love them or hate them, they are the leading real estate source for homeowners, for homebuyers, and for all of us in the real estate industry. Yes. Can't argue with that.
4: They're the big dogs.
1: They are the big dogs. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he came here, he, you, both of us, you and I, actually hosted that show when he was here.
4: It was you, me, and Jay. Yeah. Uh, full disclosure: I am on the Zillow Agent Advisory Board. Uh, that does not make that does that. Uh, and Buck Fifty gets me a cup of coffee. Uh, what that means is uh, I am under a non-disclosure, and I get, uh, in some ways, a sneak preview mm-hmm. on some of the things that Zillow has in their technology lab. And it also allows us to be a bit of a focus group that allows us to give Zillow feedback on things because, to their credit, they say, we're not agents. We don't think like agents. We would like to your thoughts on what we have in the lab. Uh, Jay Thompson was a former broker himself. I believe he is actually still a card-carrying realtor, um, not active, but a card-carrying realtor. And he is probably one of the best assets that Zillow has to the industry, uh, especially interfacing with Licensed professionals. Uh, Jay's a remarkable guy. He is a gift to the industry. And um, when you look at the executive profile of many of the people at Zillow, that is saying a lot because they've got some really remarkable people that are in the hierarchy of that organization. And uh, I've met many of them, and they're good folks. They're good folks.
1: They are. They are. But there is still a lot of controversy. You know, no matter how many times they say they do not want to be a real estate company, there are agents screaming, yes, they want to be a real estate company. Uh, And that is why we had Jay here. He addressed that, and he addressed a number of other topics. It's definitely worth going to retalkradio.com and listening to that podcast. Do you agree?
4: Absolutely. So let's talk about this for a second, all right? So it's just you and me, right? We're not interrupting the guests. Just you and I. just us kids talking? That's it. Okay, so just between you and I, all right, with regard to the way people get the vapors whenever Zillow changes the tile in the men's room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which they're doing
1: again, by the way. It's
4: amazing to me. Yeah, <laughs> they are. Uh, it's amazing <laughs> to me how 35 seconds after Zillow will release news on a new product, service, feature, or thing that they're doing, that some real estate agent in uh, you know Sheboygan, Utah,
1: which Sheboygan, does not,
4: which does not exist,
1: say, is that really a town? Yeah, Sheboygan.
4: Um, How do you spell that? In East Tumbleweed, <laughs> Pennsylvania, All right, will suddenly have it all figured out thirty-five seconds after the announcement that this is their uh, their uh, private
1: agenda. This <laughs> is their.
4: This is the critical mass event that will have Zillow turning the industry upside down, and then we're going to use a big word here, kids. Disintermediating the agent. That's what they're afraid of. Now, forget the fact that Zillow's primary customer base is 80,000 agents across these United States. Zillow still is going to put the agents out of business. I don't know any company that has prospered by putting its own customers out of business. Mm -hmm. However, they seem to have it figured out. And uh, God bless them. I don't. Uh, There was a discussion on the Facebooks and the social media about how, interestingly, according to Brad Inman, who is the uh, publisher of Inman News, which is the paper of record, if you will, for the real estate industry, that association executives have been, interestingly, silent about Zillow's latest moves. But my answer to that, which I typed out with these two fingers, is that the association uh, executives don't have anything to talk about yet. Like the latest initiative by Zillow, which we can get into after yeah, the next segment. As soon as we
1: come back, we'll, we'll really dive we'll into dive that. We'll dive into that
4: one. Um, is, is a pilot project, a test project in two markets, mm-hmm. uh, Florida and Nevada, I believe. And what's there to talk about? If I'm well, an association executive. There's a executive, lot to talk
1: about, you know.
4: Right. But if you're an association executive, wouldn't you want to collect the facts and see the data before you start opining about it publicly?
1: Yes. But that's not the case.
4: That is not the case. that is not the case.
1: Everyone is out there complaining and talking and the associations are getting calls on a regular basis from agents that think that this is something to talk about. And I know what you're saying. You're saying that the associations are not taking a position just yet until they see what they haven't taken a
4: public position. I don't think that there's any data for them to take a public position on. I I don't
1: think that there is a position either, because what can they do? Zillow is doing everything legally.
4: Well, they're private companies, so this Mm -hmm. is this is we're in a new era in real estate, and this may be where we go, you and I. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're in a new era in real estate where, from uh, 1908 or 1914, whenever the National Association of Realtors was founded, through I would say 2007 or so, um, associations had no competition from private industry as such.
1: That's right. And, and you and I talk about that because that had lasted all the way probably almost into the 80s, almost into the 90s, where we were really guarding the information and no one else had that information. No one else had the information. No one did.
4: And, uh, you know, everybody played. But I'm nice. going to have you
1: hold that thought because okay. we have a lot to dive into on that. When we come back, we're definitely going to discuss this. I'm Victoria Rivadanera, and you are listening to Real Estate Talk on New York's WOR from iHeart Studios.
0: Hi, this is Tom Marinaro, the president of Residential Home Funding, a top East Coast mortgage company. Now is the time to buy a home before interest rates go up. Lock in with a low rate today, or turn your current home into an asset by cashing in on its equity. Why rent when you can own? Why not get cash out of your home now? So call me right now at 1-800-636-LEND. And as a bonus, if you call me right now, I will waive all of my lender fees. That's right, zero lender fees saving you thousands of dollars. This offer is for purchasing or refinancing a home. Call me and learn more at 1-800-636-LEND. Residential funding is part of the New York and New Jersey Departments of Banking and Insurance, Our NMLS number is 36152. The number, once again, is 1-800-636-LEND. That's 1-800-636-LEND.
2: This is Paul Oster, the nation's credit repairman, and I want to help you improve your credit. As the CEO of Better Qualified, I've helped thousands of people over the past 10 years. I'm the credit expert for Fox Business News and all the major networks. I'm a certified FICO pro that uses the consumer laws to help delete negative information off of credit reports. We have a debt elimination program that focuses on the laws surrounding collections, judgments, and charge offs. You could be entitled to up to $1,000 per violation. Call now for your free credit consultation. 888 533 8138. That number again, 888 533 8138. Or visit us on the web at betterqualified.com
5: every loan has a story a family and a dream that fuels it My name is Jacqueline Sendra, mortgage loan originator number 39117, specializing in first-time home buyer financing and an array of mortgage products. We recognize the importance of competitive rates and a custom-tailored mortgage loan to suit your needs. United Northern Mortgage Bankers LTD celebrates over 37 years of mortgage banking success. Allow us to help you achieve your dream of home ownership by reaching out to me today at 631-478-2706. Again, 631-478-2706. United Northern Mortgage Lenders LTD. NMLS number 7230 is an equal housing lender and a licensed mortgage banker located at 3601 Hempstead Turnpike Suite 300, Levittown, New York, 11756, New York State Department of Financial Services.
3: For more real estate talk, download our free podcast at retalkradio.com. Now back to Victoria Rivadinera.
1: And we're back. You are listening to Real Estate Talk from WOR iHeart Studios, and uh, I am here with uh, Phil Ferranda. I am Victoria Rivadena. And I am Phil Ferranda. And you are Phil Ferranda.
4: We've got that straight. (laughs) We've
1: got that straight. Um, We were talking about Zillow. Okay. And I have to say, you know, before we get into it, let's explain what we're talking about because Zillow just came out with something new, and it is being tested in two markets. Like you said, Las Vegas and—not Las Vegas, Nevada— in Orlando. Right. right. Is it Las Vegas? I believe it is Las it Vegas, may be. as okay. a matter of fact. Um, and what it is, is what is it called?
4: It is it's called Instant, Instant Offers.
1: Offers.
4: It's called Instant Offers. And it is not their invention, by the way. Mm-hmm. It is worth mentioning that there are companies out there. Are there are two
1: other companies that are doing that, right, that I know of right now.
4: There's actually uh, there probably half a dozen or a dozen where uh, there are companies that are backed by uh, venture capital. Mm-hmm. Where you can go to their website or their app and you can uh, ask them to get you a quote on your property. They will give you an investor's markdown of your property. In other words, if you're worth $500,000, they'll give you a four hundred or they'll give you a four thirty or something like that. Right. And no fuss, no muss. You avoid the market. You avoid open houses. You avoid uh, appraisals and home inspections and everything like that and they buy your house. And it is getting some traction because there are people who are willing to take a haircut in exchange for, for lack of a better term, certainty.
1: Right. And I was also going to say, I'm glad you said that, you know, that people are willing to take the haircut. It's not for everyone. Absolutely not. This is definitely not something that's going to replace open houses or replace the Realtor. This is just something that is just another option.
4: Someone said it best, which is the people that would use a platform like this— are people that would probably not end up listing their homes anyway. And I will also say, as someone that worked for one of those I Buy Houses guys Mm -hmm. back in the 90s when I first got into the industry, that there are many people that will stick their toe in that end of the pool but then end up saying once they see what the numbers are, I'd really rather have more money and I'm going to list my house with an agent. And Zillow, uh, to a large degree, saw this and thought, well, this may be an opportunity for our premier agents to get hooked up with sellers. Mm -hmm. So we can talk about the process a little bit more if you want. I do. uh, the way it works, Zillow has always gotten data from – Agents themselves, mm-hmm. by and large nationally, it's from MLS systems, right. and
1: they're getting data from a number of sources. Right, it's but let's just county say... clerk's office. They're getting data from MLS. They're getting data from uh, right. A so the stuff for places.
4: sale, though, mm-hmm. if you're a home yes. shopper, what you're going to see on Zillow uh, for sale is, is a going data to be
1: from, from the MLS,
4: multiple listing stuff, plus people that are for sale by owner that have listed their own property, which is permitted.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay, so. Uh, that's what the home buyer experiences. Now, the Rosetta Stone, the holy grail of real estate, has not been just to find buyers, but it's to find people who want to sell their house because getting the listing is the other half of the real estate agent model. you got to have inventory on the shelf, and knowing who's going to sell their property is kind of a thing. It's kind of a big deal. Uh, a little bit. A <laughs> little bit, wouldn't you say? So, uh, Zillow saw this as perhaps an opportunity to hook up p- potential sellers with the advertisers, the real estate agents that advertise on Zillow. So, many of the people that uh, enter this space, this instant offer space, and are looking to have an investor buy their property, and Zillow lined up about five of the corporate venture capital-backed entities that will buy houses for a discount. Mm-hmm. And encouraged both sides to get an agent. Both sides are encouraged, get a real estate agent. Here's a list of four or five agents. Now right. you can't make somebody use an agent.
1: Right. So now here's where some of that controversy comes in. Who are the four or five agents?
4: Premier mm-hmm.
1: advertisers. Right.
4: Right. People that pay Zillow to advertise. And that is like any other advertising mm-hmm. conduit the new york times realtor.com any of these other online entities sells advertising that's what they do by the way they also now have their own estimates of value zillow's is this estimate we'll get to this later yeah that's
1: a whole other topic
4: we just keep peeling the onion here <laughs> folks so um, so the seller will take their home field offers from these vc backed venture capital backed uh investors and they can sell to the investor. But the bet is, and it's a strong bet, that most of the sellers will say, wow, I didn't know that my $500,000 house, which I was hoping to get $500,000 for, is only going to sell for uh dollars or four hundred. You know what? I'm confident enough that I can sweat out the appraisal and the inspection and the, everything else and the open houses And I want to have professional representation sell my property and not be uh, just uh, dealing with a venture capital entity. Mm -hmm. This is not a do-it-yourself project. This is an awful lot of money. There's something called the transaction gap where if somebody hasn't bought or sold a house in 5, 10, 20, sometimes 30 years, you might want to get a little bit of help.
1: Absolutely. Things have changed. So at this point... You could almost say that
4: once and for all, Zillow's shaming the devil, and saying, "Okay, here's your chance. Here's your chance, world. All you people that are grousing about the commissions, all the people that are saying realtors are overpaid and everything like that." By the way, I'm not. I, I'm not rich. We did a mm-hmm. hundred million in sales last year. How come I'm not rich? All right. So. Um, I don't
1: know, oh, Phil. Oh. I hear that if, if we had your money, if we would burn ours. Oh, all right. So if you had my money,
4: you'd be the owners of a baseball team. <laughs> the J. Phillip Real Estate Pirates, who are four wins, five losses in the Ossining Little League. That's the baseball team I own, Mr. Steinbrenner. <laughs> right? And the star is none other than my son. Two for three last night.
1: By all right. right. Awesome.
4: Two for three. All right. So,
1: and I think I called you in the middle of that. Right? Yes, you did. <laughs> and yes, you, you did. answered.
4: I, and I answered. I was in the owner's box, which is on the second bleacher seat next to a lady knitting.
1: That's when you know that we're really friends when he actually answers the phone at his son's little league. What's what's the wink, wink? You're I saw kind of, that. You're kind of an important <laughs>
4: person. You're kind of an important person. All right. So, um, so the 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 homeowner gets these offers. They'll engage their non-binding offers. All right. By the way, in the state of New York, getting an offer means nothing mm-hmm. legally. There's, It's not binding. You still have contracts. There's still all kinds of things where the people will say, you know, I think I should have an agent involved. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the bet is that the vast majority of these people will probably end up listing with an agent now that they know what the wholesale value, if you will, right. is of their property. So I'm
1: glad that you gave that very detailed Explanation of what is going on with instant offers on Zillow. And I I definitely appreciate that because we want our listeners to really, truly understand what this is about. And I say that for a reason. I do a lot of business consulting for brokers and brands. And I immediately got a phone call from someone. And this person said to me, Well, you need to see this video that's out there. And there was a video that was created Mm -hmm. by um, some guys. Some guys, yep, that are in our industry. And they went out there and they said, you know, this is terrible what's going on. Mm-hmm. And realtors need to wake up and they need to stop doing business with Zillow. Right. And everyone needs to, you know, band together and stop doing that. And he said to me, do you think that we should do that? Because they are definitely going to put us out of business. And I said, let me introduce you to antitrust violations. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. That would be a group boycott, number one. Yeah. Number two... What are they doing? That's illegal. They are doing nothing wrong. Zillow is doing absolutely nothing wrong. And again, love them or hate them, they are very strong business people. They mm-hmm. know what they're doing. Right. Uh, what are you so afraid of? Well, that's the thing.
4: I, I, we don't need protecting. No. We provide a valuable service. Absolutely. We. we uh, I was at a um, event called Here at Direct, which our friend Sue Adler. Sponsored.
1: Yes, I, I'm very familiar.
4: And she had a panel of six buyers, six sellers, and six millennials. And intuitively, you might think that the, pa- the panel of six millennials who had bought or sold recently would all be very anti-agent because we've got But technology. it's the opposite. It the opposite. is the opposite. The millennials that are on the panels, and they're chosen on the panel because they're, they're memorable, not because mm-hmm. they walk any particular party line. No one will pay money to hear some, to hear an echo chamber at these events. People pay money to learn something.
5: Mm-hmm. People
4: pay money. What gets your attention is the stuff you don't agree with. Okay, right. you and I would turn off a TV show if all the guy was doing the same stuff, echoing what we said back to us. Correct. Right. Um, so, uh, the data is very clear. Millennials do not think we overcharge for our services. No. They do not think we are unnecessary to the transaction they view us differently from the point of view of what our job description is because they can find the property on right. Zillow, They for do example. not
1: expect the agent to find the property. Don't need it. They will find the property. They will find out all the information about the property. The, the data is out there. There's no lack of data on the Internet. That's correct. And they are finding it, and they are very quick about it. What they are looking for is the consultative skill and – the negotiations.
4: Absolutely. The,
1: uh, and that, by the way, is really what separates us from the good agents and the bad agents because back in the day, we really were, and I, I started to say this before, the gatekeepers of the information. That is correct. And we were terrified as an industry when the internet came out and, they, and everyone said, this will put us out of business. But it did not put us out of business. Quite the opposite. What happened was it cleansed the business because those with skill rose to the top and those who were just information keepers and door openers fell by the wayside not is, a bad thing
4: that 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 is something that the industry needed um so yeah the uh, uh, the the data is clear that we are as relevant and important to the transaction as we have ever been so uh, again if not more so the sky is not falling my opinion mm-hmm the sky is not falling. I was an early adapter of syndicators like Trulia and Zillow, even as far back as 2007 myself. This mm-hmm. is before Zillow didn't become a pay model until 2010. So between 2007 and 2010, um, my company went from being a sole practitioner, me. Now we have three offices. In 2010, we were just starting to get critical mass and I either succeeded and got to 85 agents and hundred million and three and three offices by, uh, in spite of the fact that we use Zillow,
1: mm-hmm.
4: or because they were part of an overall plan. I got to think it was the latter.
1: I would think that you learned how to work with what's out there.
4: That is the landscape. And for better or for worse, it is an internet-based business in many ways. And we cannot be anti-technology, right? And, and, if, and
1: we can stomp our feet all we want; it's not going away.
4: It's not going to go away. And the, the people. And if Zillow didn't do what they're doing, there would be fifty other companies that do it, except with different management philosophies than Zillow. So mm-hmm. be careful what you ask for.
1: Mm, good point.
4: Be careful what you ask for.
1: Yep. So, so, what are your thoughts?
4: the The instant offer pilot program. Uh, is either going to be something that they elect to continue because it supports uh, agents in becoming better customers of Zillow, or they will discontinue it and say, well, we tried it, but that doesn't work because it doesn't get us to sell more advertising to agents. There's no other way. The markdown that the home seller gets from the investor, none of that goes to Zillow. It's just right. the investor's margin so that they can turn around and resell the property. Right. Now, when they resell the property, they're going to list it. Who are they going to list it with? That's correct. They're going to list it with an agent. They're going to list it on the multiple listing service. They're going to list it on Zillow.
1: Right. And I have to think that the people who are complaining about it do not truly understand it.
4: How can you understand something 60 seconds after it was announced and you've already got your opinion Mm form? I'm still trying to understand these things. (laughs) And
1: and you knew about it. I knew
4: about this thing a month ahead. They gave us a whole presentation about it about it to explain it to us a month ahead of time,
1: mm-hmm. right? And, again... Fear-based. Uh, it's an industry that's fear-based at times. Uh, well, yeah,
4: that's unfortunately The only thing we should be afraid of is not using the right agent. Right. That would be the fear the consumer should have. If you use the wrong agent, then you've got a problem. And As a matter of fact, uh, to digress just a bit, uh, when people complain about agents or they give you an anecdotal example of the agent... Uh, that didn't do a good job for them. My question will be, well, how did you find, right. choose, and hire the And agent? they
1: usually say it was a cousin yeah, or was, a friend of a friend of a friend. Yeah,
4: it was my Little League coach. Right.
1: And some, exactly. The Little League coach who got their license last Tuesday, I really felt the need to, to use them because we're friends, we have uh, mutual right. contacts, but they knew nothing about real estate.
4: Right. Now, was that? let me ask you a question. Would that be th- the person you choose to do your vasectomy?
1: I would never have a vasectomy, so that's the, I'm the wrong person to ask. Well, I will tell you, as a guy,
4: <laughs> as a guy, uh, um, you know, who's in that other half of the population, I can tell you that if I were to have a medical procedure done, the way I choose the professional that works with me is, is experience. Is not going to be price. It will be experience, and it's not going to be relationship. In
1: fact, if it is price, it'll be the highest price because you would assume that the person who's charging you the most has earned that yeah. because of experience.
4: Yeah, because of the efficiency of the market to a large degree. And look, the, uh, uh, the, the, the people that, that will say, but wait a minute, hold on, just dial it down a second. This is real estate. You guys didn't go to medical school. Fair enough, fair enough. This is not medicine. I will agree with that. But it's only the largest transaction of most people's lives Correct. where marriages, businesses, and lives have been ruined Because of a bad, expensive real estate mistake on a project that was unbrokered or underbrokered or poorly brokered, but a good real estate broker, they're worth their weight in gold.
1: Ah, well said. Well said, my friends.
4: The caffeine is kicking in.
1: (laughs) Well, it is definitely time to go to a break, but we have so much more to talk about. Um, We are... Going to come back in just a few minutes, and I I do want to continue to talk a little bit more about Zillow because there are some things that are going on with Zillow outside of the instant offers. Okay. uh, That is in the front line right right now. Uh, I am Victoria Rivadenaire. You are listening to Real Estate Talk on New York's WOR from iHeart Studios.
5: Every loan has a story, a family, and a dream that fuels it. My name is Jacqueline Sendra, mortgage loan originator number 39117, specializing in first-time homebuyer financing and an array of mortgage products. We recognize the importance of competitive rates and a custom-tailored mortgage loan to suit your needs. United Northern Mortgage Bankers LTD celebrates over 37 years of mortgage banking success. Allow us to help you achieve your dream of homeownership by reaching out to me today at 631-478-2706. Again, 631-478-2706. United Northern Mortgage Lenders LTD, NMLS number 7230, was an equal housing lender and a licensed mortgage banker located at 3601 Hempston Turnpike Suite 300, Levittown, New York, 11756, New York State Department of Financial Services.
2: This is Paul Oster, the nation's credit repair man, and I want to help you improve your credit. As the CEO of Better Qualified, I've helped thousands of people over the past 10 years. I'm the credit expert for Fox Business News and all the major networks. I'm a certified FICO Pro that uses the consumer laws to help delete negative information off of credit reports. We have a debt elimination program that focuses on the laws surrounding collections, judgments, and charge-offs. You could be entitled to up to $1,000 per violation. Call now for your free credit consultation. 888-533-8138. That number again, 888-533-8138. Or visit us on the web at betterqualified.com.
0: Hi, this is Tom Marinaro, the president of Residential Home Funding, a top East Coast mortgage company. Now is the time to buy a home before interest rates go up. Lock in with a low rate today, or turn your current home into an asset by cashing in on its equity. Why rent when you can own? Why not get cash out of your home now? So call me right now at 1-800-636-LEND. And as a bonus, if you call me right now, I will waive all of my lender fees. That's right, zero lender fees saving you thousands of dollars. This offer is for purchasing or refinancing a home call me and learn more at 1-800-636-LEND residential funding is part of the new york and new jersey departments of banking and insurance our nmls number is 36152 the number once again is 1-800-636-LEND that's 1-800-636-LEND
3: retalkradio.com is your portal for cutting edge information to give you an advantage in the competitive real estate market now back to real estate talk with victoria Rivadinera.
1: And we're back. I'm Victoria Riversanera, and you're listening to Real Estate Talk from New York's WOR iHeart Studios. And if you're just joining us, you can listen to the entire show by going to retalkradio.com and listening to our podcast, or you can watch our live video stream on facebook.com forward slash Victoria R-I-V-A. I am here with Phil Ferranda. Hi. We are talking about a number of different things. Mm -hmm. We were kind of stuck on... Zillow. Imagine for a little that. Bit Imagine because that. Because they Pe- are in the headlines. Yeah.
4: Imagine and that. And just
1: just to be clear, we will have a representative from Zillow return back to our studio um, to really dive into this and get it directly from the source. Look forward to it. Yes, absolutely. But you are on the advisory board, so you can speak very intelligently on it.
4: I don't know about that.
1: <laughs> well, I want to dive into another topic that is in the headlines with uh, Zillow, and that is the lawsuits. Mm-hmm. There are homeowners right now that are suing Zillow right, because they're saying that their house did not sell for enough because the Zestimate came in low.
4: Or their houses didn't sell, right? Isn't that one of the-, the Right. Uh, well,
1: they, they didn't sell.
4: Some attorney in Chicago yes. decided uh, to uh, sue Zillow because they- uh, and one of them tried to be a class action suit also. Somebody else tried to sue Zillow. And one of the things they said was that they seem to have, and I'm using air quotes, monopoly on the uh, houses yeah. for sale.
1: Yeah, that word has been um, thrown around quite a bit when it comes to Zillow.
4: Well, we should say neither one of us are attorneys, so we can talk about right. this as from a layperson's perspective legally. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not an attorney, but I will say this. Uh, I could find a house without Zillow pretty easily, so I don't know how that gives Zillow a monopoly on the houses for sale. There are a thousand websites I can go to, to, uh, search for properties for sale.
1: Like realtor.com.
4: Yeah. Like jphillip.com, like, uh, any real estate company.com. Uh, yeah. And, um, I'd also add that, that the, um, home valuation model is every bit as much on realtor.com and other, other websites. Now, um, And you can also, you know, input your information and get an automated value from a real estate agent's website.
1: But I have a question for you, though. If you're going to a real estate agent site and you're asking for value, chances are the real estate agent will say, let me come to your house and show you, you know, competitive market analysis Uh or comparable market analysis. Yes. Um, And they'll actually give you things that have sold, what's on the market, you know, and what has expired. Mm Mm-hmm. With Zillow, they're not doing that at all. It's a Zestimate.
4: They can. First of all, there's e-appraisal. There's a couple of other automated valuations on Realtor.com. Okay? So you can get other opinions, published opinions of value on Realtor.com and other websites. Right. Right there. But on all of these sites, Zillow, Realtor.com, any other company website, any other real estate website, you can click on a a property um, and... Say, I want information about uh, the value of this property, including Zillow, where if you look Mm -hmm. up your own Zestimate of your house, next to your house will be a smiling list of four or five real estate agents.
1: That would be happy to come 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 over. over. And that's my point. They can come over and give you a better look at what's going on in your local market. Right?
4: Zillow knows very well that their computer algorithm cannot intuit whether or not you clean your litter box. Right. All right.
1: And we all know that, you know, condition of a house... And location is – and the market, the, the current market, the location and the condition is really what is going to sell that house.
4: Uh, yeah. Uh, availability, all those things. So mm-hmm. uh, when uh, the public is evaluating a house, they might say, well, this estimate says this because that is any bargaining chip available people are going to right. use.
1: Well, how many times have you gone to a homeowner's house to list it and they say, Well, this is my tax assessment. Mm-hmm. This is what it's worth.
4: Interestingly enough, a tax assessment is something that is often wrong that people can have grieved or address right. the same way they can on Zillow. You can as a homeowner claim your listing on Zillow and you can say, Hey, you got my square footage wrong. Right. I think it has my value really four bedrooms, this. not three. All of these things. All mm-hmm. right. And you can go and you can you can affect that. Uh the root word of the Zestimate, by the way, is estimate.
1: Right. My point. It's a Zestimate. Estimate. Yeah. It's
4: not a Zactimate. It's not a Zappraisal. I love
1: that. Zactimate. It's yeah. not.
4: It's not a Zactimate. Uh, the guy that first said that was a Zillow guy, uh, Brad Anderson. Oh, he, see, he I, was, I
1: heard Jay say it. I didn't know that it was originated first, by someone else.
4: Fr- well, I don't know. Um,
1: well, you know what they say, right? You can say it once. I'll give you credit. You yeah. know, uh, I'll say it. When I hear it from you, I'll say it once and give you credit. After that, it's mine. Yeah, yeah. Well,
4: <laughs> Fair enough, Jay, Brad, all good guys, and and I, I've even heard Zillow CEO Spencer Rascoff say it's not his appraisal, it's not as exactimate actimate, and it is it is a conduit by which people who want a deeper dive can t- contact an agent, have them walk through the house, and the real boots on the ground kind of facts can be examined so that they can get uh, you know a more accurate a more accurate, uh, a more accurate uh, value estimation. Spencer Raskoff's house his, himself. Sold. He had sold a house, and there was an v- enormous difference between the Zestimate
1: mm-hmm. and, and the actual, the actual, sale, actual price.
4: sale price. And he was in a no win position when his house sold because if he uh, had uh, sold it. Uh, uh, For one reason or or another, people would have said, oh, well, the fix is in. You can go and flick the switch and, you know, we can do that. But then they could have looked at the history because they're pretty transparent. They could have seen the trajectory of the up and down and they would have said, well, isn't that interesting that this estimate, you know, went up $500,000 just as soon as you put your house on the market. must be nice to be the king, Mm. right? So he was in a no-win situation. Ironically, and I think this is uh, one of the uh, things that gives them a great deal of credibility in my mind, is that Spencer's own wife, Mrs. Raskoff, Dr. Raskoff, is a physician. And you know what the bane Hence of her existence <laughs> is? WebMD. Oh. And if you were an attorney, you know what would drive you bananas? Legal Zoom. hmm Every industry has websites out there. That's right. That takes, supposedly, and I'm using air quotes again, takes business away from the professional. You're going to tell me that homedepot.com hasn't caused people to say hey I don't need to call a plumber I'll do it myself
1: mm-hmm. all right they built a whole channel on do it yourself with, through HDTV
4: right and do you think do you think um, plumbers like that I'll tell you what plumbers get their supplies from places like Home Depot so there is a tension
1: But again, competition is really good because it sets everyone apart. Yes. Those who have the skill will rise, and those who don't will fall by the wayside. Exactly what I said before. Not a bad
4: thing. Right. There will always be a tug of war between the entities that serve the do-it-yourself and that also get money from the professional, Mm -hmm. whether it's WebMD or whether it's, it's Home Depot or a hardware store or something like that. They have to serve kind of both masters. And it's not easy, but we, we firmly believe in, in our, our firm and in, in many precincts of the real estate industry that there is no website, there's no model, there's no idea that can truly get enough traction to put us out of business because we are too important to the largest transaction of someone's life. And if somebody wants to take a half a million or a million dollar financial event and turn it into building a go-kart, like a do-it-yourself project, be my guest, but don't come back and blame me when the results aren't good.
1: Mm. Agreed. Couldn't agree with you more. And if you look at the studies and the research that uh, that have, have been done, you will see homes sell higher. When there is a real estate agent involved.
4: That's correct. And there are the cynics who will say, well, that's because they built the commission into the the price, but it's not really like that. So full disclosure. Okay, Mm -hmm. ready? Years ago, we had a for sale by owner assistance brokerage. We helped people sell their own property. They'd pay us a couple hundred bucks. We put their house on a multiple listing service, and they were their own listing agent. And whenever they wanted to reduce their price, they'd send us an email, and we saw a guy go from like eight ninety nine to about six seventy five. And because he kept asking us how to reduce his price, please reduce my price, and so forth, um, we went to him and we said, well, why, why do you continue to lower your price? Because I'm also getting calls from people that are getting frustrated that they can't make a deal with you. And he said, well, we were told not to sign a contract until someone had a mortgage commitment. This poor slob never knew that you can't get a mortgage commitment without a contract. He had it backwards. He read some stupid real estate blog somewhere that gave him the wrong information, and it cost him $100,000. Now, he may have saved fifteen or $20,000 in some line item somewhere on the closing statement, but the pie shrank. This poor guy really blew it. Mm-hmm. Would you, again, I come back to, would you save money, would you save money in the long run- if you had you know your cosmetic surgery if you if you had your your botox done by some guy in a van right just cuz it's cheaper no you want to pay the professional because in the long run it'll be better for the consumer both Absolutely. sides
1: and i and i will say this as we're talking about pricing when a house goes on the market the most important time for that house to sell for the highest and best price is in the first 2 weeks yep it must be priced properly. Mm-hmm. Must be. If it's priced too high, and homeowners will say this all the time, and I, I really want our listeners—if you're a homeowner that's thinking about selling your house—please do not test the market. By testing the market, you will end up with a less amount because here's what happens: If your house is worth five hundred thousand, you want to test the market at five fifty. You put the house at five fifty, you get no showings. It's on the market. What is everyone doing? You mentioned the millennials. They're on there. They're looking up the homes. They're watching it. They see a new house come up. They say, oh, look, 123 Main Street's on the market. Mm -hmm. Love that house. Look how pretty it is. It looks nice. Great curb appeal. Perfect location for what I'm looking for. Oh, 550? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, we'll it. We'll wait. They'll, They'll wait. Three months later, the house is at 525. Still too high. Right. Six months later, it's now at 500. Mm-hmm. No one is saying, oh, look at that one, two, three main street. It's now priced right. I want to go see it. They say, wow, that house is still on the market? It's stale. What's wrong with it?
4: Exactly. So if you test the market, you will end up, as we say, chasing the market.
1: Chasing the market. And, and your, selling for less than what you could have sold had you priced it correctly out of the gate.
4: And your $500,000 house sells for $475,000 plus You made more mortgage and tax payments and your life was on hold for an additional six or nine months because Mm -hmm. of your own hubris.
1: That's right.
4: I've had people say to me, well, you just want to price it to that price because you want to make a sale. (laughs) That's what you hired me to do is to make a sale. (laughs) Yes. That's how this works.
1: That is how it works. (laughs) And I want to make a sale so that I can help you get the best and highest price because if I don't do the right thing for you,
4: we're not going to get any referrals it's from not you. Gonna work.
1: Yeah. It's not going to work. it's not going to work for me.
4: You're not going to. Yeah. You're not going to refer your friends and relatives right. to and, me. And
1: I'll say something else, though. You know, let's say that that homeowner says, "Well, I really think the house is worth five twenty five, even though we show them the comps, yeah, and it clearly shows that the house is worth five hundred, right? But they want to again, you know, say test the market, and then we convince them that that's not the right thing to do, and they agree, and they put it at the five hundred thousand, or maybe even four it four eighty nine. Okay. they go even lower, right? And they're afraid of that. They say, you know, we, we think that you just want to make the sale, quick sale, so that you can grab your commission and right, run. Right, quick sale. Right. What would happen if a house is underpriced in this market right now?
4: Well There's an efficiency to the market. If a house were underpriced, then it would get bid up to the market value mm. because more than one person would notice it. And I will tell you, we are seeing this more and more. Multiple bid situations are happening yes. all over the marketplace
1: so that really should not even be a fear is my point. The current condition You right really now, could not undersell a house in this market. You can't.
4: You can't. Mm-hmm. And and one of the reasons for that is because there's just nothing for sale. There's a very low inventory of homes for sale right now. Right, which is
1: our, our biggest problem right now in the industry. It is a
4: headache. It is a headache when you have ready, willing, and able buyers who are ready to put money down and make a purchase and they can't find something to fit their needs or they can't find something in their location. Uh the inventory's down in some cases 15 20 25 percent uh, you find something it looks good you make a call up oh, we got multiple offers on it it's gone hmm tough thing yes tough thing for buyers absolutely very different from where we were five ten years ago when uh, you had too many buyers uh, beg your pardon too many too well, much it was inventory a whole market it, everything was a buy
1: it was a buyer's market yeah
4: and um, buyers would come in and just arbitrarily offer far less than asking and create a different market dynamic. And back then, it was a race to the bottom because there was so many foreclosed and distressed properties that you had to underprice something just to get it to sell, right. just to, because there was no You were competing confidence. with that. Yeah. You had
1: no choice. Yep. And that's the difference between a buyer's market and a seller's market.
4: It was a pricing war and a beauty contest, and it was there was no money uh, out there circulating. There was no mortgage money. You had to prove that you were a vestal virgin in order to get approved for a loan. Uh, Now we have a, you know, a far more balanced financial picture in terms of the money markets. the
1: restrictions are definitely loosening up. Right. There's a lot more confidence.
4: There's more consumer confidence. There's just nothing for people to buy. Mm -hmm. So if you are a seller and you're paying three and a half percent interest because you refied a few years ago, I I don't blame you. I'll mow the lawn a little bit longer. I'll, you know, I'll deal with it. Because this is too good. Right. This, this rate is too good. Uh, there are people that don't know that they have enough equity to sell anymore because just a few years ago, people were upside down. All right? So you've got an equity spread situation where there's a lag in the public getting the memo that they do have equity again. Mm-hmm. There is a reassessment of taxes in um, the suburbs of New York City right. where people are worried. Uh, there is a, a rate lag. Uh, People that refinanced their house uh, years ago with a ridiculously low number are now saying, why would I want to get out of this rate? Now the rates are a point or two higher. I'm just going to stay with this rate.
1: Well, Uh, there may be reasons that they don't want to do that and there may be reasons that they want to do that. And that is the reason that they really should consult with a professional, with a real estate broker or agent, uh, and somebody that's local in their own market. Yeah. We had a great episode here today uh, I didn't what a know, shock yeah what a shock <laughs> I didn't know what we were going to talk about but there's always something to talk about in real estate and there's a lot going on in the real estate world and I'm really glad that you uh, are here and I'm glad that you and I had the opportunity to do the show together uh, Guest we, free we love our team yeah. and we love our guest but it's really nice to have someone on one time with you here in the studio. I'm Victoria Rivadonera, and Real Estate Talk is heard every Sunday at 5 a.m. on New York's AM710WOR. It is also live-streamed on 710WOR.com. You can also listen at your convenience by going to our podcast at retalkradio.com, where you can find information on our hosts, our topics, blogs, and other real estate resources. Remember to like us on Facebook. Until next time, I'm Victoria Rivetanera. I'm here with Phil Ferranda. And thank you for listening to Real Estate Talk.